0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the 519th episode of the Sales Podcast. I'm Wes for the Sales Whisperer, your host. Today, we've got my Brooklyn buddy, Nav Pataria. Uh, I had a great conversation with him. I I was sipping the little brown liquid this past weekend with a friend of mine that does the transcription. And um, so he gets to listen to all these, obviously. And he said he had a heck of a time with (laughs) his software, had a heck of a time with his Brooklyn accent. Um, but he loved the episode. You know, it's good when, when the folks helping you produce it, uh, get caught up in the content. So, um, that's what we have in store for you. Uh, Nav is a very much, um, a systems and processes guy and he helps people scale their businesses by finding great salespeople. So the, uh, the tips and the insight uh, that he shares, um, is going to help you grow your sales. All right. Uh, you've heard me talking about how to grow your sales as well with video Uh, Vidyard has been a sponsor now for the last nine episodes, so this is uh, the 10th one. So check out what they are up to, and then we will get on to the show. Vidyard is an easy-to-use yet powerful video solution that makes it simple to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. The Vidyard solution is built for business, It has robust analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools like HubSpot, and customization options that answer your unique needs. Look, email isn't dead, but it sure can be boring. Use Vidyard to record and send sales videos to connect with prospects, convert opportunities, and close deals. You can put a face to your name with video, I do this, Uh, record your face, your screen, or both for prospecting videos, follow-ups, product demos, and more. Sign up for Vidyard free today by going to vidyard.com whisper. And just like all of you, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all those promo codes on podcasts and blah, blah, blah. So they're making it easy to sign up. Okay, no promo code. Just go to vidyard.com whisper to start using Vidyard completely free. And as a bonus, get their high conversion virtual sales playbook. vidyard.com whisper. Nav Bataria, all the way from a park bench in New York to the penthouse. Are you in the penthouse, man? Well, all right, we're going to get to that. But at least (laughs) you're moving on up, baby. Welcome to the sales podcast. How the heck are you? Wes, being in front of you, I feel 10 times richer and 10 times happier. Hey, you know, and I I know that about myself, okay? That's why I made you wait, (laughs) right? I I can't tell time. So, uh, you know, I just made you cool your jets, huh? So- <laughs> Thanks for putting up with me. I mean, all these devices. I got a computer, I got an Apple Watch, I got an iPhone, and I still can't tell the freaking time. But hey, I digress. Okay. <laughs> um, so I love your story. You just tell me a little bit, and I, I'm scrolling through here on LinkedIn. Um, you you own your own business um in the sales training space. Uh, you work though, just just so we can lay the foundation. Are you working with companies? Or like with individual salespeople, helping them get better or both? Like, where's your focus?
1: Love that, Wes. Uh, first of all, um, it's awesome being here. Um, I lie with the sales whisper himself. Okay. Yeah. Having a great conversation with my man. Hope the family's doing well. Um, so it's on, on both sides of the spectrum, Wes. So on one side, we help, you know, professional salespeople that have proven to have closed at least a million dollars in revenue in their career. And now, Wes, they're looking for a change. What could that change be, right? Maybe they want to get out of corporate for a little bit, work on their own time. Maybe they got some kiddos at the house. And with this pandemic that went by, right, they're looking for some flexibility. So help individuals there. And then on the business owner side, you know, these individuals are doing pretty well, right? In society's eyes, right? And they're around, let's say, 20 to 40K a month in generated revenue. But they're in their rock and hard place west where you know dude if i get off the phones now nobody's taking calls no. but if i stay on that's the only way i keep this puppy rolling but now i can't see my kids i can't take a leak i can't go to the gym or hit you up in jujitsu on the mats and take on uh you know Wes in a jiu-jitsu match you know so uh bring it as, bring, bring it, it. shit <laughs> how about that conor mcgregor fight right that was nice <laughs>
0: i didn't even watch it i saw the highlights i i'm i'm torn on that guy i mean as a marketer yeah. i appreciate the uh the amount of press he can generate yeah i just i don't agree with his methods so uh and the guy has a he's got a pretty impressive record of losing lately but, <laughs> But I digress. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Before we go too far into that hellhole, huh? Uh,
0: oh my God! I mean, you, there's a lot yeah. to learn from. I, I just, I don't believe that all of it is mm-hmm. sincere. It mm-hmm. seems like there's a little bit of WWE creeping into the UFC, but you know, maybe I'll get one. Wide ma- on one day,
1: there's only one uh, Macho Man Savage. You know. <laughs>
0: Randy's stepping to a Slim Jim. Step into a Slim gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Old school, baby. Uh, so uh, were you born and raised in New York?
1: Yes, sir. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, for all the listeners and for yourself, Wes, I'll do it one time. Forget about it, okay?
0: Forget about it, huh? That's right. Yep. You know what I just watched this weekend was The Godfather. Yep. First
1: time? Not the first time.
0: No, not the first time, but god I, the first time in probably 30 years um i just i haven't watched it um and so good it was it was different than i remember uh i'm yeah. i'm um i love movies and um and and tv shows you know streaming and uh and i'll watch it with mm-hmm. well so check this out i get it from my library mm-hmm. uh, i got this one right now i'm re-watching it the last full measure you heard of that no. um uh, it was, it Hey, was is story. that a DVD? It's a DVD. Wow, that's like ancient. Isn't it old school? But you <laughs> get them from the yeah. library for free. Look at that. So you know, yeah. so I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it at my desk. Uh-huh. With this with my iMac because right, I got this a ten year old DVD USB player. Yeah. um But this is a true story about Pitsenberger. Pitsenberger. I need my glasses. Um, the first enlisted air force guy to win the medal of honor in Vietnam. Um, but um, is he a, I, a hero because of your background in the air force? Uh, I didn't even know this guy's story till oh. like a, a year ago. I, I literally just watched this probably six or eight months ago and I just wanted oh. to get it again. Um, you know, just a great story. And and I love true stories. Right. But um, mm-hmm. so, you know, you can get them um, get them to the library. And, um, so I love it, but, and with a family, like Mm -hmm. I can't watch anything in the living room. So I got to watch it in my, (laughs) usually I'm streaming it on my, um, you know, my iPad, but, uh, but know, I'll sit here and I'll have IMDB open. Uh I'll pause it and I'm looking people up and now I'm on through, I'm down the rabbit hole. And, but, uh, so it takes me a while to watch a movie. Uh, but yeah, I love researching, you know, the Godfather and, now I got to watch the whole trilogy because I don't remember the second, the mm. third. You when know. was the last
1: time you left that room? It sounds like you've been there for a hot minute,
0: <laughs> dude. They, uh, I got a little dumb waiter here. My wife, they just they pass food <laughs> up the window and <laughs> look, man. When when COVID yeah. hit, I, that's uh-huh. when I realized I lived the quarantine life. It's like <laughs> I go to jujitsu, I go to church, I come to this room. <laughs> That's life. But dude, with seven kids, I can't leave this room. It's hot, it's a hostile environment out there.
1: God bless you, seven kids. And you look like a 25.
0: Man, I'm telling you, they just they just slip food in, slip water in. I just, <laughs> I just but they, they don't realize I'm watching I'm in here watching a movie, so don't tell them, okay. My, my <laughs> wife is so funny. I've done 515 of these, right? And yep. I think I think a year ago. So since 2013, right? Eight years in like less than a year ago my wife listened to one of them she's like hey that was pretty good like oh my gosh by the way
1: congrats on that weston hell of a journey man 500 plus episodes i mean uh,
0: it's been a journey i bet we were talking about you man so new york city huh
1: yeah
0: yeah i um god bless you like we were saying i couldn't do it we're actually looking for land right now I, Mm -hmm. i i love my neighbors i just don't want to talk to them too often (laughs) i mean join the club you know Uh, oh yeah i was saying i didn't realize i lived a quarantine life i've worked from home since 2000 worked for myself from home since 2006 um you know i've been selling remotely
1: Mm -hmm. for a
0: long time you know but you brought up something interesting so um i mean you've been in sales your whole career right
1: yeah since uh honestly since i was about 9 10 years old
0: yeah um and, and so something you brought up, though, that I do, I like addressing uh, mm-hmm. on these interviews is is getting some insight on selling in this post-COVID world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you can't, well, I guess you can do a degree. You could still hit, you know, press one to dial by name and some, some are being routed. Uh, but still, I mean, people are hard to reach. I've got on my iPhone, I've got a setting, mm-hmm. you know, that's been on since it, was released you know I, I, it blocks unknown calls mm. so you're not getting through to me unless you if you text me I'm like, all right fine you know mm-hmm. I'll, uh if it's engaging i'll reply but you're not just calling me uh and but i've i was doing that before when i was still an employee i didn't just jump on every call um so how are people selling now at least over the phone
1: you know, Zoom obviously took off during the pandemic and uh, I'm seeing a lot more. I'll tell you this, like from both of the, the salespeople side that we, you know, introduced them into this, you know, high ticket world and remote world, plus the entrepreneurs themselves. The majority of them that I'm seeing now within our business, Wes, they're using the video, man. It's turning more into a video meetings, more into
0: Zooms. Balloons, but and how, I'm not how? How are you reaching people to set that meeting? Social media,
1: big time. Like for now, Clubhouse, Instagram. So what my team and I do pretty much is we have our pillar platform, right? We build, we've been building our brand, going live, meeting people like yourself, and, and connecting networks. And then from there, every platform you go to, there's a link in there that's going to contextualize the platform you're on. Here's what, so let me digress, Wes, right? Like we're different on TikTok, we're different on LinkedIn, we're different on Facebook. We show different sides of ourselves because the context is different on the platforms, but the message, Wes, has to be the same, man. True. Sure. The mission and passion that we're all about, what wakes us up in the morning and drives us, is the same. I just have to realize how the heck can I contextualize this to how this person, you know, lives on this platform. So I don't know if that answers the question, but social media has been pretty big for our purposes than for our entrepreneurs we partner with. It's good old email marketing, Facebook ads, Facebook groups, um, not much cold calling from what I'm seeing right now.
0: So are C-level executives, mm-hmm. are, are you reaching them through Clubhouse? Yeah. Interesting. Because Clubhouse yeah. blew up and now like I literally haven't heard anything about it in six weeks at least.
1: What's well, so your are on Clubhouse, are you? Or
0: I'm on it. I haven't logged into it in months.
1: Gotcha. Well, you just got a new follower, brother. Okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be crickets. You better you better text me or something, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I remember so Clubhouse popped up. Yeah. And um and somebody, this a friend of mine, I know in Austin, she invited me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I accepted it. And I remember it was a Saturday. I was driving to the library on the way to jujitsu. And and my phone rings. And Uh and it's her. I answer. And I can I I hear her talking, but I'm like, hey, hello, hello. I I thought maybe she butt dialed me. Right. And next thing I know. I'm in this clubhouse. Like it was the first time I've been on a call and I'm on this group call. and She's asking me questions in front of a live audience. Right? I'm driving down the road. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't like, I was so confused. you know. Uh-huh. And, and then, so I've kind of figured it out. I sat on a couple of calls. I hosted a couple just to see how it works, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not, maybe I'm, I'm missing a gold mine there, but um, should I spend more time on clubhouse?
1: Uh, in my opinion, yeah, and your voice, what you stand for, um, what you're all about—it's game, set, and match, honestly.
0: And if I don't have a big following yet, I mean, you just you just start. If you build it, they will come.
1: Not only Field of Dreams, not <laughs> uh, not so now. I'm, you don't have to pull a Shoeless Joe Jackson, and come out of the freaking corn me's, right? And and build this thing. You know, couple of all it takes is in you know, a couple of rooms, right? So Wes, so let's say. I pop in the room. We both pop in the room, right? There's a, you know, moderators run the rooms in the clubs. Okay. If you're following someone else that follows that person, you have the in to get on the stage. And then once again, Wes, to my point earlier, contextualize your message to the platform. So I might sneak in something like this. Hey, Wes, thanks for bringing me up on stage. I truly appreciate it. Love the vibe in the room. And you know, as I've been helping, you know, 80 plus businesses hit a million dollar plus run rate so they could shift from solopreneurship to actual entrepreneurship. Bam, quick little value prop, right? Your little pitch, but then you go into the segue, which is the question. So this way you don't take up somebody's aura in the room because it's their thing. And then from there you start building it. And I'm seeing C level execs, I'm seeing entrepreneur, you know, we connect off off there onto Instagram, the Facebooks, and it's a beautiful thing. Like literally my DMs are popping off. It's a great, it's, it's awesome. Like I'm making new friendships, new relationships. I'm introducing so-and-so to a Wes Schaefer, you know, and during the pandemic, it really helped us sustain right where we were and where we wanted to be. Cause we all have goals during different quarters and we just couldn't rely anymore, man, on the phone call method because the relationships you could build right here That dynamic, it's so different. So when you get into your pitch, into your deal, that aura is already built, if that makes sense.
0: So you're saying you don't have to start your own. You're saying get to know someone, be invited, shine when you get your moment, and build your followers from there.
1: Yeah, number one. And then number 1A pretty much you could add to that, Wes, is We got, you know, let's say you have a, what you do, solid following on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the LinkedIn's. It's like an ecosystem, direct that audience into, Hey gang, your boy Wes is hopping on into clubhouse. Let's, let's shoot the stuff. And then boom, they pop in. And then you just, you start like cross pollinating and things get really fun at that point.
0: And so do you have a clear cut offer where you want to send people or are you, is your angle just to strike up conversations and see where they go? You know, so are you very prescriptive in, and mm. methodical or is it mm. more feel good kind of go with the flow? Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, it's excellent. A little bit of both. And this is what I mean. So when you're, when I'm in, for example, me, like before our, our, awesome interview. I was in there doing my thing, right? Awareness, relationships. And when, when you're in somebody else's room or or clubs, right? I'm providing. And here's another thing, Wes, I want to get you my mindset on this value. I feel like a lot of folks get that play wrong where they think they're providing value when they reach out to you, but the intent shows that it's only for their benefit. Oh, yeah. All the time. You probably get that all the time, right? 99% exacto mundo. So the fact that we don't do hey, that, is that.
0: Don't use that New York city lingo with me.
1: Oh, come on, man. Shit. Forget about <laughs> it. Okay. 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 But, right. but Wes, right. So, so like when you pop into somebody's room or club, you hang out for a hot minute. You feel the vibe. What are we talking about? What questions are being answered? What's the, the title of the room? I'll wait a couple minutes, right? Wes. Then I raise my hand They bring, you know, to bring you on stage. So this way you're once again contextualizing your message based on what they're talking about from there, like for like with the moderators. And then here's the key, Wes. Someone like you could, honestly man, would crush it. And this is what I mean. Let's say you're in a room with myself. I go on stage, I see you're in the room, Wes, I give you a shout out. You know? Let's say we're in a sales, in a sales room, right? We're talking about handling objections. I throw my quick New York spin on how to handle object, whatever, right? You know, I see someone in the room here, Mr. So-and-so, who I'm an admirer from far. I'm getting to know him in a uh, better way, hopefully a little longer. Okay. And it's the sales whisperer himself. I think we should have him on and see what he says. Boom. And that will take it to the next step.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So, so I do that. I I wow them with my whispering wisdom.
1: With your whisper. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, So then I start to get some followers. Uh, I mean, are you using like a link tree or something, driving them to a landing page, you know, or are you more direct saying, all right, fools, I'm doing a launch. Go sign up.
1: Depends on your, your goals. You know, depends on your personal goals, what you're trying to do right now.
0: I have kids kids to feed. They need to sign up. You got seven. Sign up their whole family, their whole company. You know what I'm saying? The whole continent.
1: So, 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 something that's entry level, right? What I'm seeing a lot right now on that platform, particularly West, anything below three hundred could even be a stretch. Like anything below three, four hundred dollars that you make an offer to the audience, that's like the bar I'm seeing a lot of these rooms, right? And then you direct them to a to your Instagram link, or you put the link in your bio on Clubhouse. Boom, baby! Then they start file, you know piling in. Why,
0: why Instagram?
1: Well, that's that's how you could continue the conversation off of Clubhouse because right now in Clubhouse you can only pop in your Twitter and your Instagram handles in your bio. Okay. Because you can't communicate with people one on one on Clubhouse.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's where I'm, that's where I've met a good chunk of our new clients where. You know, we're seeing a change in the way people communicate, man. And, and people want that, that non-corporate vibe. That's what I'm sensing, Wes, the non-corporate vibe. And once they feel that connect, then we could talk about, you know, let's talk about how we could scale your sales and get you off the phones within 60 to 90 days or even earlier, you know? Nice. And then, boom, it just kind of goes from that point, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so how long have you been doing this? Because you, you mentioned that number of 80. I mean, it's a specific number. Um, how long has it taken you to get where you are once you, once you went out on your own?
1: Yeah. So, uh, it's been a a little over six years now, uh, since, uh, um, Mike and I started this whole shebang with, uh, you know, a couple other guys on the team, love them all to death, you know, and just like any story in the beginning, right. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And in the last two to three years, it's really starting to take off and, just like any entrepreneurship story, Wes, you probably know it better than anyone, man. I mean, just like jujitsu. You don't get that black belt the first day, right? Connor doesn't break his leg. I shouldn't bring that up again, okay? On, on the dude, first was day.
0: terrible. It was horrible, man. More and more I, guys are doing that like, okay, I'm not kicking anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I'm kicking with my heel, man. That's horrible. I'll be honest. I thought
1: something was wrong with my TV or somebody put something in my drink that night when I'm watching this fight. I was like, dude, what the heck? What did I just see,
0: you know? mm uh, I saw so. the replay and it was funny. I saw Joe Rogan. He's and his mom pointed it out. Uh, Poirier <laughs> blocked it. it Looks like his elbow, he 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 blocked it. I think that's what broke the that shin. That's a
1: jacked elbow, you know, dude. Things made of concrete, man.
0: There's this guy we roll with, he's a black belt now, just retired mm-hmm. marine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we laugh like everybody knows everything about everybody because when you're that close for many years. But... He's got the pointiest elbows in the world. It's like you don't want DJ's elbow hit your sternum, man. It probably cuts you. But I digress again, man. So, all right, where were we? I don't know. I mean, we're having a good time, Wes. You know, so, <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, man, uh, a little over six years now. And, you know, most of these folks, like I said earlier, there's stuff between the rock and a hard place, right? So who are these people that we're able to help, right? High ticket coaches, consultants, agency owners, coaches, course creators, right? They use the online space to do their thing. But once again, man, you know, we, we talk a lot over here about the four phases of scaling. Usually these folks are army of one West. Yeah. They're frigging doing everything, man. Okay. They're wearing every single hat in their business because they have to. And by the way. I'd love to get your take on this, Wes. We, we honestly believe in order for you to delegate a process or a system in your business, you need to know at least a little something on it. So if that person doesn't cut the mustard, you could jump back in or else you're regressing again.
0: Yeah. What
1: are your thoughts on that? I
0: don't know. like we said in the military, you, you can delegate authority, but you can't delegate responsibility.
1: Mm, I like that.
0: Right. I can tell you, Hey, go, go build this out, but I own it. It Mm. doesn't work. Okay. You were drunk or you didn't have the right training whatever. Okay. It's your fault. But I was, I was the one that gave it to you. I was the one that didn't inspect you. So um, absolutely. I I deal with this all the time. I'm getting sideways right now with a a longtime friend of mine
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: that hired me to help with a launch. Mm -hmm. And she, she is washing her hands of it and hired an, an admin that knows nothing about infusion soft mm. do some of the work and things are breaking. And, you know, she's hopping my butt and I go in and I look and I'm like, the, the, the assistant she hired doesn't know and click the wrong button, you know, but she's like, I don't just fix it. I'm like, okay. If she wasn't a friend, I wouldn't fix it. <laughs> I got, I, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I digress again. Uh, like you can't just wash your hands of it. Exactly. You need to understand because she doesn't want to have to pay a high dollar person all the time for launches. So, But when you go cheap, somebody breaks it. you got to know enough and then train. Let me do it. Let me build it out, hand it over, teach y'all. Then you can run it on your own. Uh, you've got to own some of it exactly you know, and um it's tough though there's a lot of things to know and to own
1: mm-hmm. um
0: so you do have to pick your battles sometimes but you know if this is the machine that's making the money uh you better know that machine at least a little bit
1: freaking a man and and you know what the juxtaposition is also Wes
0: is is that a big new york hole i gotta google that man what uh holy juxtaposition what you like on? that huh Oh my gosh! That's one of them highfalutin. That's what we call one of them two dollar words, man. Folks, I am
1: spitting on the podcast with my man Wes. Am I spitting Wes or what?
0: So to position.
1: That's right, baby. Okay. All right. I, all right. I never want a spelling bee, but I can throw them out there, you know. So 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 Wes. So so these. So to your point, man. Right. I think it's very important. And it's like most of these folks that we work with. They've worked so freaking hard to bring the business to where they're at now. They're, they're doing well, once again, society's eyes. Here's the problem that I, I, I bump into all old time, Wes. Love to hear your thoughts on this, right? Hey, Nav, I, you know what, man? Or to our team. Hey, guys, I don't feel comfortable relinquishing control, right, of my sales calls, my process. Because I don't think, okay, that this person will understand how to sell my product or offer. Okay. Why is that Mr. So-and-so? Well, man, here's the thing. I right, have spent so much time, money, and energy. I have spent so much time, money, and energy to get to this point. I need to be, I can't let go, dude. I need to be on top of it. And it's funny, you know, the one thing that's stopping them from really blowing the doors out of their business. So they actually get the time and the money, and the and the spiritual fulfillment, right, Wes? That most people go into entrepreneurship in the first place, dude. They're holding themselves back, okay, because of something in mind that tells them, "I am the best person for this job." You know, and over here coaching sales, the one thing I always try to drill in a nice, positive way when when we speak with someone new is look, dude, to do that, okay it's not about control, dude. It's not about control. It's more about leadership versus management. Are you a mom or are you a coach? You know, your business is your kid. Hell, Wes, you have seven kids, man. Imagine if you had seven, well, you probably do. Okay, more than that. Seven businesses, man. You're raising a child. At some point, man, you got to let go of the diapers and training wheels and let your kid grow the hell up. And you can focus on really expanding this thing and take yourself out because you'll be in the bottleneck.
0: Yep. Yeah, huh? it's hard. It's hard. You know, they, it's true that nobody can do it as well as they can. But the other truth is it's the 80-20 rule,
1: mm.
0: probably the 90-10 rule. Only 9% of the time does it have to be done as well <laughs> as they can. You know, so train some people up, set them loose. Uh, yeah, you'll they'll miss a few, yeah, or you know? but but when a when a brand new person comes to visit our school, yep, in jujitsu, we don't have to put a black belt on them to whoop their butts, you know. Put a put a nice mid level blue belt and they'll tune up anybody that comes in, tune them up, man. I love that, tune them up, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you get some big stud, man, and they usually, usually, though they don't tell the whole truth. Oh no, I've never trained. Yeah. They never trained jujitsu. Right. But they competed at D one, you know, a high level high school wrestling. Oh. And they're a Marine where they do teach essentially jujitsu. They just don't get ranks. Right. So they teach self-defense and, hmm. and attacking. So, yeah, but, so they're not lying because they haven't been in a jujitsu school, uh, but they've trained. So yeah, they, they might embarrass them a lower ranked guy, but that's so rare, right? Like so rare. Uh, And it's not even worth worrying about.
1: It really isn't. And by Uh, the way, if, if, if the, if the entrepreneur can't sell their own offer, you know, it's like somebody telling someone and nobody's ever going to do this. Wes, who's going to walk up to somebody and say, dude, you have an ugly baby. You know, it might just be, dude, you have an ugly baby. That's why nobody wants your offer. But once it starts cooking, now we need to realize, you know, even though you bring somebody on board to scale your sales up so you can free up your time and do other things, another big block aid, sort of speak, and the mentality that we overcome is, hey, Wes, you have to understand, man, that these people may not close at or above what you were doing because you're the face. You have this natural authority and posture to your brand, right? Because- if I speak to the man, West Schaefer, man, on a call about any of the offers, there's that natural posture and authority you have than if I speak to a salesperson on your team. Yeah, sure. You know?
0: Yep. Gotta be willing to let, you gotta be willing to lose a few, hmm. you know, in order to grow. And uh, it's hard. It's hard to get people to let go. I mean, so do you convince and persuade them or do you let them go and just move on to the next? Those that see the value.
1: Now that's curious. Why, why would someone in your position West be okay with letting a few go when you're ramping up and training a new salesperson?
0: Well, you're, you're going, if, if you're training someone up and you're letting them take some of the calls, you're going yeah. to lose some sales. Exactly. I mean, yeah. so, so that's just, that's just how it is. You know,
1: how do you make peace with that personally, Wes? I'm kind of curious.
0: Well, but the reality is, yeah, you know, the more I think about it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Let's say my my ability, let's say I can handle, you know, I can personally close 10 deals a week, Mm -hmm. whatever they are. Maybe it's a bigger sale. Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But if I because and I'm also not selling all the time. So I'm closing 10 deals, you know, Mm -hmm. at a 95% rate. So, I mean, uh, 11 calls, I close 10. Fantastic. I'm a Mm (laughs) killer. But I hired two salespeople and they sell full time. Now, instead of 11 calls, each of them can field 40 calls. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, so now we have 80 at bats and maybe Mm -hmm. they're only 80, maybe they're brand new. They're 70% as effective on day one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I'm losing, you know, 30% of, of 80, you know, calls So, all right. From a percentage wise, I mean, that, that looks terrible, mm-hmm. you know, but on day one, these guys at first week, you know, 70% of, of 80, well, that's 56 deals compared to 10. I closed on my own. Is that a failure? You know, and on the second week they're closing seventy five percent. The third week they're closing eighty. You know, so they'll never be at my ninety nine percent. They'll be at ninety. You know, good ones will be ninety two percent, right? So I mean, yeah. all right, I'll take that. But yeah, it's hard. Some people don't want to let go, man.
1: And by the way, and during that time, Wes, where they're doing their thing, to your point, man, right? They're they're scaling it. They're they're closing. They're growing. How would someone in your position use that free time you got back now in your personal professional life? Like where else would you be working in your business? Because I think this is a really huge point. Sometimes I'd be getting mostly. more DVDs, man. And there you go, baby folks. Okay, you go, <laughs> folks, go back into the archives. We used to watch things called DVDs, okay?
0: <laughs> right, so. I, I almost asked the librarian yesterday, I'm like, what's going to happen? Because it's like, it's, I'm just lucky that I still had this old DVD USB player sitting around the house. You know, cause I don't I'm even shocked remember There's
1: libraries around West. I was like, dude, a library. What's that? You know?
0: Oh, I love it. I've probably, I've probably <laughs> picked up 60 or 70 books since COVID started. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and I still buy them, you know, I got them all over, but, um, yeah, man, have a life. I I think people, maybe they're waking up. Maybe COVID helps some wake up. I hope they stay awake hmm. in that, um, the hustle, is not really all that sexy, you know. I what live, do you mean by that? I live a pretty chilled life. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I could have more money, mm-hmm. uh, but like I turn down a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, I do podcasts on Mondays and, and Tuesdays. I do. I don't take calls on Fridays. I mean, it's like I'm not grinding, you know, because I want to live. Uh, I think we've been sold a whole a bill of goods. You know, first it was climb the corporate ladder. Now it's, you know, the hustle. I think people forgot how to live. I think COVID hmm. kind of reminded people oh, yeah, I don't have to commute, you know, 90 minutes, two hours every day. Oh, I can be home for dinner. Whoa, this is what it's like yeah. to put my kids to bed. Holy smokes. Yeah how unique you know you mean i don't have to take
1: the subway into manhattan okay cool
0: you know oh dude uh yeah god bless you i guess somebody's gotta do it right
1: hey i used to you know
0: (laughs) yeah it's like learn to live i think we're afraid to live you know we want to accumulate that's how you keep score oh look i've got a newer car than you like okay Good.
1: <laughs> and Wes, let me ask you something on this. I'm, I'm really curious about this, right? For you to get to that place in your life, I bet you you had to have some systems and processes in place so you, you don't have to like worry or, 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 or dwell so much on what if this happens or that happens because you friggin' worked, man, to put that stuff in order. I to did take work hard. Out of
0: it. Yeah. yeah. I worked hard. You know, I learned Infusionsoft. I learned Entreport. I learned Nimble. I learned HubSpot um you know i've written two books i've no. got, i've done almost 600 podcast interviews i've got content you know i've got i don't know 1200 pages on my website you, mm. you know i've written 98% of them um uh, now you know i don't have to create a bunch of new content uh, i do the podcast nope. i go back to old articles i'll, I'll update them i'll cross reference but it's easier to update something than to build it from scratch, you know? So there was, there was a lot of work uh, building that. And it's a little bit of work maintaining it, but it's easier <clears throat> to maintain than to build, um, you know, but, but there's so many people they, yeah. that, and I appreciate the others, I don't know, they're driven differently um, and they want to build this big kingdom, whatever empire. I'm like Okay. Knock yourself out i think i just have a different calling um so at least i can give people an option you know a glimpse into an an alternate universe um to where you can just hang out in t-shirt shorts you know go train do i mean yeah i do this interview i got one more interview Mm -hmm. I'll go to jiu-jitsu leave 11 30 get back about two i'll shower i'll eat you know, I'll work in the afternoon after that. But you know, I'll take three hours in the middle of the day to go yeah. you know, do what I want to do. Um and you know, I get up early, I get up about five fifteen. So I'll do some work in the morning, I'll do some reading, some writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not taking calls until I want to. Yeah, you know, so it's possible. Um, I think like, to me people they they don't see it, they don't see enough examples, I guess. It's all just Hustle and grind your face off. <laughs> I'm like no, uh, but now I have to go learn clubhouse. All right, you're gonna <laughs> see me grinding again.
1: <laughs> oh God,
0: uh, that's cool. So, so how you, you talk about eighty companies? Uh, like I said, you were very specific with that. But do you have programs just for individuals? You know like group training or on demand training, or do you focus on taking them and and building up that bigger company a bigger presence
1: yeah it's so um I, what I like to say at times it's uh, it's 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 like a consultancy, but with the added benefit of of being a long term partner so what do I mean by this right so someone might we might you know meet someone that it's just starting off on the journey, right, Wes? They're doing their own lead gen, right? It could be outbound stuff on LinkedIn, email marketing, what have you. They're, once again, the army of one, right? Or we have someone, Wes, that we bump heads with in a, in a good way, by the way, right? That maybe they have a, a few people on the staff, right? They've got a VA, they've got a setter, they have a, a salesperson on the team. But now they're at a situation where, what process am I missing? What am I not seeing to actually take this to the next step and start delegating some stuff in the day-to-day. So when I say 80 plus 80 plus businesses, it's, this is the makeup of these individuals, right? They got into their business because they wanted the time, freedom, the flexibility, but they have a product or service that they're so freaking passionate about that they jump in. Right. And these people are, I love them all to death, right? They're, they're following all the gurus. They're getting all the nuggets. They set up their funnels They've got a CRM, by the way, shout out to you and your CRM podcast, okay? Uh, They've got a CRM, okay? they got a phone system. They've got the Zooms of the world. This is where they hit up coaching sales. Hey, guys, I'm doing X amount. My notion rate's pretty, you know, bearable. My show up rates are solid. I just don't have the time, freedom to start working on my marketing, Wes. I I can't work on my branding, Wes. My fulfillment's breaking apart, Wes. Wes, what do I do, dude? Well, number one is we need to figure out which salesperson, what's their makeup that's going to fit the ideal mold that you need? Because if they don't understand your market, they don't understand the emotional journey of the buyer, we're also going to help train them to make sure it fits. Because if those abstract factors, Wes, aren't in place, it's going to be a long learning curve for these closers. Now, they've already closed in their career, so they know sales. They know the fundamentals. Their learning curve, was is going to be, how do I sell this product? Do you understand the client avatar? Do you understand the story? Do you understand how to pitch this deal? Because maybe you come from a finance background, but this person coaches people on how to find love in their life.
0: Just I don't know if that answers right, the question. Left, right? Just
1: what is it? But, uh, like on a dating app?
0: Yeah, and then how everybody finds love now?
1: I mean, I think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you're if you're a lucky one, they'll swipe up for you.
0: You know. Swipe. Uh, oh, it's up now. It's not left yeah, or right. That's up?
1: that's like a super duper. Like that's like the first time you saw your wife. You're like, yep, super up. You know.
0: I got you. All right. This whole swiping thing. I gotta. The only swiping I know is uh oh, what's the one? Door of the Explorer. I think it's Swiper. Swiper. <laughs> swiping. So your kids are young then, right? Yeah. I still got a seven-year-old at home, man. There you go. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) They say, you know why you have kids when you're young? Because it's work. (laughs) Uh, So that's cool. So you get in their heads, huh? Um, Help them. I mean, yeah, you need systems. You need processes. Uh, you know, I did some writing for Infusionsoft back in the day, you know, and I came up with the automate, integrate, dominate.
1: I like that, man. You yeah. know,
0: and then celebrate. Um, <laughs> That's the best part. You know, and I, I after doing this long enough, I've, I've earned the right to yell back at prospects. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just too hard. You know, it's Confusionsoft. I'm like, no, you don't have any processes. It's all in your brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're winging it. You hmm. react. I'm trying to get you to put something on paper and you can't, and you want to blame, you want to pass the buck. I'm like, hmm. no, suck it up buttercup. This is on you. You know, you want that was to good rhyming by
1: stuff? the way. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, Michael Dell was building computers in his dorm at the university of Texas. Right. Could he have built this business if he didn't take some lumps and figure out how to automate some create some processes. You know, we take things for granted, right? I mean, a, a pen, you know? I mean, go. Watch, I love those shows, How It's Made. You know, to build a paper clip. Great show. Yeah. Go, go watch how it is to build a paper clip. I mean, it's something you don't even, you, you throw it away without even thinking twice about it. they got to get the right type of metal. They heat it. It's stretched. It's cut. It's wrapped certain, you know, amount of pressure. What is the... The, the bandwidth, or the the diameter of the device that's spinning it. I mean, then you got to dump it and you got to sort it and you got to box it. I mean, somebody's got to invent each. They got to design every step of that thing. Yeah. You know, and we just, we just throw it away. We just take all this for granted. But then when you're forced to do it, oh, this is too hard. This <laughs> is too expensive. I'm like, well, what's the alternative, buddy? <laughs> you know, so good luck with that. So you you help them do that, huh?
1: Big time. And, you know, one of the number one uh, mindset shifts, I'd say, that happens in the beginning of a relationship with a client of ours, Wes, is it's not about your gut feeling, man. Meaning, you know, we introduce them to up to six candidates. After we go through hundreds of candidates, we end up with six. Through a very detailed vetting process. So we introduce them to you. The biggest thing that I deal with in the beginning, and our team does, Wes, with our clients, is I feel like this person seems like they might be the best. This person might not work out. And it's like, well, let's look at it from a different perspective. You know, I can't tell you, Wes, how many times. It's like I'm at Vegas. I'm done. I'm done betting on who I think from this round for this client of ours is going to crush it and be the ultimate winning salesperson during the trial phase, which I'll get to in a minute. And it's never the person, Wes, that the client thought might be the winner because they've led with their gut. But with sales, especially with bringing on people onto the offer, man, you got to let the number speak, man. You got to let the number speak. And we call it the ramp up a calibration phase, Wes. What we've seen from our data, it takes about 30 to about 45, 50 days to really find out through enough calls. Which person is getting better with their learning curve with this offer? Right? And the metrics are telling us who's going to end up being the winner. And it kind of plays on both sides because it gives the client, our business partners, the confidence to understand, oh, this person is somebody I could bank on. Why? You have proof, bro. For the salespeople, when they go through their dips west in the trial phase and when we find the ultimate winner for our client, now they understand the power of numbers, man. Wes, how many times have me and you and everybody listened to this gone through a dip in sales? We all have. And the first thing I ask people when they reach out to our team, hey, I don't think I could close a friggin' door, dude. Okay. I, I, I suck. I was like, gotcha, man. Hey, listen, let me ask you a question. Look at your metrics that we actually help set up with the entire system and process. So you, the entrepreneur doesn't have to worry about a friggin' thing on tracking and call reviews and all that good stuff. Dude. Or do that, okay? Pull up your sales stats for the last 14 to 21 days. Wes, you know what's crazy, man? I can't tell you how many times. They pull up the numbers. Dude, they're within KPI. They're above KPI. So they get into their freaking mind. Ah, man, I'm playing myself. I'm just going through the law of averages. And you know what's funny, Wes? Most of the time, man, it's something personal, man. They're, They're getting stuck in their own way, but not realizing, dude, Two weeks ago, you were closing everybody and their mom. So it's these type of conversations that we have all the time with entrepreneurs and closers to help both parties realize what's going on. Because the last thing I need people to do in West is saying, "Hey guys, should we like should we mess up our marketing and change things up? Should we start targeting different people? Hey Nob, hey West, could it be the Facebook Pixel? Shit, man, should I go on Clubhouse? <laughs> should should I? Is my fulfillment jacked?" do I have offer fatigue and before we start jumping to different areas we want to bring them down to earth and say listen bro ham and broette let the data speak bro let's look at the data and most entrepreneurs solopreneurs i say when they come to- into our world west they don't track the numbers too much why i don't blame them dude they're a one-man army man are you going to track data or are you going to worry about getting more sales coming in and where's your lead flow yep kind of went on a tangent, but I think it's really, really important, Wes, to to really understand what's important when people start scaling their business. You know, we see so. it
0: all the time. We, we never guess anymore who's going to stick it out in jujitsu. Hmm. Just show up each day and see who's there. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then a guy shows up like, oh, hell, I haven't seen you in a year. You know, Where you been? <laughs> Others just never come back. You know, a lot of guys, they like they they'll get their blue belt and they they feel accomplished and they never come back. Yeah. Um, You know, other guys are gung ho. I mean, it takes a lot out of you. It's a lot of effort. You know, selling is a lot of effort, building a business. A lot. Um, You know, it's it's hard. I mean, for a man, you know, starting a business is the closest thing to having a child. 100 percent experience. Right. We 100 percent. We build it. We nurture it. We lose sleep over it. You know, it's mm-hmm. um it's stressful, you know. It's um sometimes you don't like it. <laughs> you can't just throw it away though. <laughs> so it's um
1: Oh, you're watching Dora with them, yeah.
0: It's tough. I know. After I'm <laughs> a little teapot, Oh, if I ever see a purple dinosaur, just rage. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Now like my daughter, she's walking around with an iPad, my Bose headset. I mean, my son's like, What the heck, dad? <laughs> like 51 dude i need a break just are you really like give her the car keys i don't she's seven she can't drive just let her drive her I just need a break man <laughs> oh
1: yeah god bless you. you look great for 51 i would never have Thank guessed you. 1992 Not right there baby you suffer.
0: back in the day all right man i've got one more interview but we need to send people you made a website for our listeners didn't you
1: Yes, I did. For all the sales whispers and whisperettes, okay, that are going through this. Now, if you're in that bucket that we've been talking about today, folks, right? You're someone right now who, you know, you're doing pretty okay. 200, 400K, right around there per year. But you know, this is the goddamn truth. Okay. I hope the Lord forgives me for saying damn. All right, folks. If you're doing that type of revenue, I guarantee you one of these or a couple of them you're going through, right? You're locked down to your frigging desk. You're taking all the sales calls. You're booking them all. Maybe even handling fulfillment. Okay. You're doing it all, man. And you're wondering if I get off the phones, cashing coming in. If I stay on the phones, I don't get to really live the way I want. And that's the first reason you got into business in the first place, people. Let's be real. Okay. Now, if you've hired salespeople in the past and it didn't work out, this potentially might be for you. If you haven't yet, and you're like, dude, where the hell do I begin, man? Where do I find good people? Like, how do I interview them? Dude, how do I train them? How do I manage them ongoing? How do I know they're going to work out or not? Shit, when do I know to scale, dude? When do I know I have the right people? Now where do I focus? What's my next bottleneck going to be? Okay, if all that's running through your mind, we made a special blueprint for you guys, for all of Wes's listeners at coachingsales.com backslash W-E-S, Wes. You're going to see my handsome mug pop up on that beautiful screen, okay? And you're going to get the blueprint. Wes, you won't believe this, dude. It's a very thorough and detailed blueprint, multiple chapters. It's everything we've learned as a company on scaling not only our business, but the 80 plus entrepreneurs who helped as well on everything it takes, gang, from finding the right people, vetting them, train them, Letting them rip. And then, dude, what the hell do you do after that? Because now you got rid of that bottleneck. You probably don't even know what your next bottlenecks are. So you're going to have that entire blueprint with you, along with the ATM system, which is attract, train, and manage. That's going to break it down to very simple steps for you guys. All right. So once again, you go to that link, you see my handsome mug. You're going to pop in your email so I know where to send this out to you. And then be a student, baby. Like Wes, go to the library. Okay. Read that thing in detail start putting it to use. And outside of that, um, you'll also have the opportunity to join our private Facebook group where we drop additional content and nuggets. Because Wes, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have this blueprint in front of you. It's like, dude, I got the blueprint to build a house. What hammers, what nails, what saws am I using? What kind of lumber? In that Facebook group where we drop daily content, and additional resources for all entrepreneurs, just like you, that are in there. So you get the context of the content, folks. Okay. So you know how to apply this stuff and really get this thing ripping. And that's pretty much it, Wes, in terms of how they can start implementing a lot of this stuff without feeling like they have to figure it out on their own.
0: I want to see you at the library, man. I want to see a selfie of you <laughs> at the library.
1: They'll kick me out because I'm on, I'm on the social media apps. You know what I mean? So they're going to be like, dupe it out, you know? You can't do clubhouse in the library. Stop TikTok and fool, okay? You know.
0: <laughs> oh, very nice. All right. Well, we are linking out to that. I appreciate it. Um, if you head west, man, come look me up. Because I'm probably not going east. I'm just being honest, okay?
1: I mean, we got the best pizza in the world. I don't know what you're doing.
0: I mean, nothing. I nothing
1: quiets kids up like a good Brooklyn slice, okay?
0: <laughs> I I agree. All right, maybe I maybe I'll come out. All right, we'll go to the library. We'll get some yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah. You can show me the park bench you were sleeping on. And, yeah, there, uh, a couple of them. We're gonna make it a, a national uh, historic site, and uh, it'll be awesome. Yeah, man. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's been awesome. Heck yeah, Wes. Appreciate you, buddy. Love you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Go sell something. That's right. So whoever says the North and South can't get along needs to go listen to this podcast. Uh, What a great interview. I love this dude's energy, um, but I love his advice as well. Um, You've got to scale your sales. You've got to understand the phases of it. You've got to understand how to delegate leadership versus management. Okay. Systems versus processes. I've made a living for a family of nine. By helping people automate, integrate, and dominate. You've got to map out your current and ideal processes. If you do something two or three times a day, four or five times a week, document it. Outsource it if you can. Automate it if you can. You know, we're getting to a point, though, and there's always a dichotomy, right? There's always a flip side. By all means, automate what you can but understand as well the value of doing what doesn't scale of sending a personal note, a card, a a personal video, things that the the prospect knows was not faked. So I get pitched five to 10 times a day, at least for people to come on my podcast. Uh, this gal yesterday and I've seen this before. She wrote a review, a five-star review, And took a screenshot, but it was a screenshot of the non-posted review. So it was, you know, you you type it out and you can see it's still in edit mode. So she didn't submit it because I can go to my podcast and see the reviews and I can see she didn't leave the review. Uh, I usually don't call people out on it. I'm just like, Oh, Hey, I I didn't see it. I, I went online. Maybe, maybe, you know, something got lost, but before you hit enter, would you mind doing it again? So we're, our BS meters are high because we've all been lied to so much by marketers and salespeople. So send a personal message, send something that is truly unique to them and it'll have a big impact. So make sure that's part of your processes, okay? If you need some help with that, I, you know, I do one-on-one consulting. Um, I've got group coaching and the Sell More of Everything program. So avail yourself of one of those, and let's make a lot more money by helping a lot more people grow and benefit from what it is we offer the world. Thanks for listening. I'll go sell something. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.